0: Hey, everybody. It's another podcast. Um, this one on the way home. So it's actually true to the name of the podcast itself. So, uh, a little disappointment. I bought these new microphones, these little personal mics, uh, in the hopes that they would drown out the background hum and and road bumps and passing cars. But, uh, after listening, it looks like that it was a failed attempt. So, um... I still like them because we, uh, we can split microphones between two people. But but uh, it's kind of back to the drawing board on the erasing that sound effect in the back. Maybe I'll actually, well, I'll never find time to actually edit this and delete that background noise. But, you know, it's not going to stop me. So I was um, I'm driving home now. It's the last day of my work week. It's a Thursday. I worked four tens. 10s. And I was like, you yeah, know, well, I'm just going to chill out. I'm just going to relax. just going to listen to some podcasts. And, uh, and I saw that there was a few, you know. Uh, Joe Rogan was on there. And TED Talk was on there. And I just listened to a Freakonomics and a, a, a Darknet Diaries. I just listened to all that. And I saw that there was new ones. So I was like, oh, I get excited. I'm excited. And then I started listening to the TED Talk. And it was like... How to be creative. And I was like, okay, we could listen to this. But it ended up being just like talking about how other people were creative. And I'm a I'm a science guy, right? I like science. I like, oh, you know, this thing this this center of the brain or this left side or these these you know neurons fire when you do this and that. And uh, I know enough to know that statistics are lies. But I like to hear them. They make me feel good, right? It's like a placebo effect. I, I understand it's just a sugar pill, but I still want it. Because it makes me feel good. But, uh, but long story short, I just, I just didn't want it. I didn't want to hear about somebody else's creativity. And what allowed what Sting to uh, write a song. Or what allowed whoever wrote Eat, Pray, Love to continue writing... Um, maybe tomorrow I'll find that inspirational in the morning on the way in. But uh, right now I don't. I kind of just don't want to hear it. And I was going to go for Joe Rogan, but it's like a recap of of the month of October. So, um, I mean, maybe it'll be hilarious. I just don't want to hear it. I want I wanted some new content, some new stuff. I wanted some ideas that I, I haven't seen before, heard of before. Because that's what I want to do to grow. And I get that rehashing the same thing over and over again a few times can kind of get you a better perspective. A more specific look, an in-depth conversation can bring about uh, a revelation that I didn't catch the first time around. But I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to go through with it. I didn't want to listen. So I figured instead of listening, I guess I'll just talk. So, I should be good at it, right? That's what I want to do. I actually was told today, a little feather in my own cap, a coworker told me, I, I spoke with her and just listened, really. I didn't even talk. I just listened to her because she, she just wanted to talk about her family and that was so great. I love talking about family. I'm a big family guy. And so, she kept talking and she talked for, I I got it. I felt like an hour but it was, it was probably close to it to be truthful maybe about forty five minutes and uh, and finally I said hey i gotta I gotta let you go on that note I don't want to take up all your time you know and just politely letting her know I was I had to go back to work um, and she uh, she didn't have to, but after I sat down back at my little cube, she wrote me an email and she said, "Hey, it was so great talking to you you." could be a motivational speaker. So, thank you for listening and, uh, and just like a little generic sign off after that. But, that little bit of fluff, you know, like I said, I didn't even say much. I think I might have said two words. I told her she was, she was an expert. She, uh, she told me that, you know, and, and people say this, they use their humility as a, as a shield against, 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 perception of other people, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to debase myself. I'm going to make myself look bad. I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk bad about myself so that you don't think I'm a, I'm i I'm an arrogant person or I'm, you want to, I want to show my humility, which I think is kind of misleading and, and not fair. It's not fair to you, not fair to the individual. I mean, I'm listening to this mother of five talk about how she's raising five grand babies and they're all at her house and she's got to go to work and go home and then deal with them and they're all sick and she's she's going into to intimate detail about how each one grew up and what what each one how she knows each one is sick based on the telltale signs of their body and and how even the doctor they took him to the doctor and the doctor over the phone later recommended a a medicine at which point she said, no, that's, that's not, that's too much. Like the, the recommended dosage. And, and, and that's where she said, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not a doctor, you know? And I was like, you're better than a doctor. Like that, this is one of the small times I chimed in. I said, you're better than a doctor. You know your kids. So this isn't, and again, this isn't a case of, you know, I don't vaccinate because my, the the kiss of a mother's lips can cure all diseases, <laughs> this is nothing like that. This is a, a truthful, your gut is telling you something, so you should listen to it. And that gut is not a, it's not a three-year-old telling you, yes, you should name your baby Frankenstein. That is the right thing to do. No, this is, this is a, a, an experienced woman. You know, Like I said, she had five kids of her own that she raised, and now she's raising grandbabies. That makes you an expert. You've seen fevers. You know that fevers are supposed to break at a certain temperature at a certain time. You you know when you're fighting something. That's a lot of experience that's been brought down. So I think it's unfair to say, oh, you know, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not an expert. When I don't know what other qualification you could possibly have, but raising a child, like, and truly raising a child, right? Not just being around. But raising a child, and two or three—the more child you, children you have, the the more experience you've got. So I would say raising five would make you an expert. Since in this world, two more than two is unthinkable. You know? Oh my gosh! Did you did you make a mistake, or what? Do you know how that works? You have more than two children. It's ridiculous. Now in my circle, frankly, in my circle of uh, of sphere of influence slash circle of friends, that's not a high number at all. You know, five is kind of the standard where I come from and my 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 little environment. But um but definitely if you've had five, if you've raised five children and you're on to the second set of five in regards to grandchildren, yeah. You're an expert. And wear that 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 title with pride. Just because you're an expert doesn't mean you know everything. You can always learn, but you know more—a lot more than most—if you're at that level of the game. I think. So that's what. Um. So that was a nice little thing today at to work. You know, I, I got told you could be a motivational speaker, and I thought to myself, "Yeah, why not?" I mean, is that. Is that lying? Or am I lying to people? Am I just telling them what they want to hear? Is that what motivational speakers do? Or am I just giving people a compliment? And maybe just saying things out loud that everybody thinks. I mean, what's the difference between a motivational speaker and a, and a comedian, frankly? It's just the comedian has better timing, I guess. Right? Because, I mean, it, a comedian is just saying things. He's telling the story. Saying things that they see in the love. Giving observations. The motivational speaker, I, I think, is basically doing the same thing. They're just letting people know that they're not alone. That this is a normal thing to go through. And maybe what they're going through is not a normal thing, frankly. And that kind of lets them know that, yes, you are the exception. Everyone doesn't suffer the way you do. Or everyone doesn't have it as good. So understanding that or knowing that maybe that's inspirational enough for someone to change to demand a better a better life or to offer to help with someone else based on what they hear could I do that absolutely I I think that's great I was asked today I've been asked a lot actually what do I want to do like what kind of job do I want to have And I was, I kind of just spouted off the top of my head what I was thinking. And it, it stuck. I mean, we're talking about noon today, the lunch. That's like six hours ago. And it stuck. I said it to myself. I said, I want to do 70%. I want to do work, like physical work. And 30% I want to talk. And they were like, well, what do you, what do you mean talk? And I was like, I want to present I want to give speeches. I want to give reviews. I want to, I want to inform an audience. I want to educate the masses. Not all the time. I think that's, I think that'd be a hard, be a hard life to, to give talks and presentations, without doing it for real. I think that's a little bit hypocritical, right? Like, how are you going to give a talk about raising children if you've never raised a child? And yeah, you could study a family, but there's so much of an there's just, there's such an emotional background to that to that raising of the children that you have to have it. You just do. You can't tell somebody about how it's so funny when your kid does the wrong thing that you turn that you literally have to turn your face while you're scolding them because you know that they need to be scolded because that's the right thing to do to try to curb this behavior but the thing that they did was so funny that you have to turn away how do you express that? you can't express that through through science that's not a scientific thing that's the sweet little ironies that's like uh, when you're when you have a near death experience it's it's easier to have gallows humor about it, right? You know, like well, at least I didn't lose all my legs; just one, you know. Or now I can, uh, now I can put my, I can smuggle things in my fake leg. It's a, it's the best thing ever, you know. That kind of dark humor, that's uh, that's a motivational thing to get people through things, and that's kind of how parenting is. You talk about doing ridiculous things with your kids, but that's what allows you to be motivational, I think is that you've experienced a good bit of life at least enough for people to say you know this guy might know what he's talking about and of course there's people who've experienced way more than you and so they're obviously free to say this guy is completely off the wall wrong either way doesn't matter to me right nobody's listening anyway and there's something freeing about that it's kind of like my own little confessional in the car right and uh, tell all my dirty secrets and nobody's here to hear them nobody's there to hear them but I do hope that one day somebody does listen because uh, I'm sure that just like I said they might be going through the same thing they might have the same issue they might think oh yeah I'm alone nobody wants to hear me talk I'm not an expert I don't know which is fine be humble about something but accept the compliment you know it's okay to be humble as long as you know that you're a badass otherwise you're not being humble right if you genuinely think that you are not very good at things you're not being humble you're you're lying to yourself <laughs> you know being humble is knowing you're the best but just not bragging about it right yeah you can't be humble if you're uh, if you don't know what you're doing then you're just I don't know, lying, I guess, is what you're doing. But, um, yeah, so I didn't want to listen to any podcasts. I wanted to just drive. And I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit. I'll use this microphone that doesn't work the way I want it to. And I have a second one that doesn't work the way I want it to. But scientifically, I think... If I get like another giant boom on a mic stand and then I surround my car in super dense materials that would dampen the sound and spend about $700, (laughs) then I'll have exactly what I want and everything will be right with the world. You know, for my two hour drive. So uh, we'll see how how long it takes to get all that squared away. But until then, suck it up, because uh, that background noise is not going anywhere. All I can do is hold the mic closer to my mouth, and hopefully, it'll—you'll uh, be able to turn it down to a point where you can't hear the the fluff in the background or the engine roaring. So, no topic today, unless I guess the topic is—is is speaking, motivational speaking, talking to people. Because um, I just didn't have one. I just wanted to ramble. So I guess the second ramble. The second, second rambling of Steve. <laughs> it's a book of the Bible. You guys should look it up. But as I drive, I'm kind of torn, right? So I'm in a real-life bird-in-the-hand worth two-in-the-bush situation. Because I've... Uh, I've got a job, right, which allows me to do this podcast because it's two hours away from my home. So I want to... But that's too much, right? So two hours away means a four-hour commute, which means if I work a 10-hour day, that's a 14-hour day every day. So I'm trying to get rid of that. The boss is on board uh, to a degree. Obviously, we need to keep my salary because... I gotta put food on the table, but we're trying to move in a lot closer. So I'm trying to chase the money and also the good life. I'm trying to see if I can put it all together. So we will find out and decipher later on if I can actually get it done. Maybe in a couple of months. It's a hard sell because I don't need a job because I have a job, but. I really do want another job that's closer to my house. So it really kind of creates that where's the balance situation. And I'm trying to perfect this saying, but it's like, you know, you work. I work to live. I don't live to work, right? That's what people say. But for me, it's my life is my family. So I guess I work for my family. My own family for work? That doesn't work. I don't live to work. I guess the better way, I guess the, the, I guess it's not broke. We're not going to fix it. And so I just will stick with work to live and not live to work. But I really enjoy what I do. So I, I don't want to lose it. And the job that, I, there is an opportunity close to home, but it is. It's, it's, I don't know what it's going to be like. And I don't know. It's a, it's a definite break from what I'm doing now. So it becomes that. I'm nervous about accepting a position. What if I'm not good at it? What if I get fired? You know, I can't work both jobs. Um, So I really need to figure out, you know, hey, is this what I want to do? Is this what I'm good at? Is this going to support the family? It's those those three things. And, And the good at part is not as important, right? Because... The good at part can be adjusted. I can get better at something. I can learn something. But I can't just leave a job and come back willy-nilly as I want. That is a a different issue. It's a lot harder to do that than anything else. So I'm trying to figure out how or if this is the right thing to do. Right? Because I've got one offer on the table and it's it's a good offer but it's got a lot of strings attached and it's, uh, it's the first job I've ever been offered with zero benefits they were like here's a lot of money you can use it how you want there's no benefits so that's why you have a lot of money so you could just use all that money for benefits and so now I gotta like break it down be like oh wait a minute if I'm using all this money for benefits I guess that's not a lot of money yeah but it's a lot closer to home that's for sure So I'm looking, looking around, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I mean, every time I drive home and it's black outside, it's black when I go to work, it's black when I come home from work, it gets a little harder on the eyes there to stay awake and stay motivated because now I got the heat going because it's cold outside, it's dark, it's late, I'm tired, I mean, I'll get used to it, I mean, at least I should have by now. But it's something that it's not ideal, right? So you, you you plow through, you fight through while you're looking for something better. Never settle. Always improve your position. That's a little army thing I like to throw out. But well, I mean, I don't like to throw out anything army. But I guess that's a that's a weird thing about me, right there. There's a little insight to Steve. I don't like to talk about the army. Um, I don't shy away from it. If you bring it up. I will answer directly, but I don't volunteer things about the military, I I try not to, because it kind of puts everybody at a disadvantage, I mean, unless I'm at a place where I know everybody's in the military, I mean, I I could tell a story, and one guy is going to get it in the group, because he was prior service, something, you know, I've I've already ostracized, I've I've cut out 50%, at least, of the people in any room, if I start talking about the military, so I try not to do it. I try to like break everything down to a very base level so that everyone can participate, right? Can relate. I don't want to talk about how specialized this one special thing and I use a bunch of acronyms that nobody knows. Because, I mean, the point of a conversation is to converse, to have a back and forth. Now, if I did like to, to preach, which I do, uh, admittedly so, I would. I would have no problem. I'll just talk to you about whatever I want, kind of like this podcast, but um, I'm still going to try to include everybody. I don't want to tell a story using a whole bunch of acronyms so that you're, you're gone, you're lost in five seconds. So what's the point of telling the story? It's kind of like the art of storytelling, right? Is you got to have interesting things happen. Have a cool, funny story—some sort of thing to keep. Immediately get the the somebody else who's listening involved, engaged. Get them to care about the character. Keep that that interest. Also, that's the uh, that's a difficult part when you're telling a longer story. You know, you get the hands like people make like rolling motions with their hands. Like, all right, like, hurry up, come on, get to the point, get to the point. But. That's not their fault. you got to be a better storyteller. You know? You can't just sit there and ramble and go off-topic, 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 off-topic. Unless it all comes back full circle. I mean, if, you, if you've if got a motivation, then go for it. But you've got to keep that audience engaged. Which is something I, I would love to try, I guess. I think my dad once told me one time he thought I would go into stand-up comedy. He liked... He thought it was funny how I would stand at what like the random in situational jokes that I would make. When I was always just dismissed it. Can't do that. No way. No way. I'm just gonna stand up there. How are you gonna make money? You can't do that. It's like volunteer, isn't it? And you got to buy two drinks yourself, so you're already down fourteen dollars. So I never gave it any thought. But now, nowadays, I'm kind of like, man, maybe I'd be good at it. Maybe I should try it out. Maybe I should figure out what I want to do with my life. That'd be nice. No, I mean, I say that. And that's just a cliche thing to say. Because I know what I want to do. I want to be a good dad. I want to understand how to protect. And I've done that with a gun. I've done that with a helicopter I'm doing it with a computer and so that's something I like to do Um, so I want to keep doing that and hopefully inspire my kids to do the same and to try to give a good foundation an unshakable foundation that they'll know what's right, what's wrong and they'll know how to handle it or when they need a little help I don't know how to do that balance also. The balance of you're smart enough to do this on your own combined with some things you're not smart enough for. You know, you're not experienced enough. Just ask for help. There's no big deal. There's no shame, especially. But, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's going to try to figure out how to do it their way. My kids are, I'm sure, the same. Where they're going to try to figure out what's going on and how to climb their own little mountains there. So, that's uh, that's the ramble. It's the rambling I got going on right now. Without a topic, I just feel like it's always going to be rambling. But, on the drive home is the time to do it. To complain about stuff, to glorify things, talk about things that you like, that you don't. Here's something I was thinking about the other day. was um, the boss is going to give a, a presentation. She's going to do the thing I like to do, and that's stand up in front of a group of people and talk about specific topics. And hers is canned. It's, uh, it's very much canned. She said it's, it's it's a script that you read word for word. You don't go off topic. You don't go off script. But still, I mean, I'm an attention guy. Right? I love it. So any kind of excuse to get up in front of people and talk is where I want to be. And I also enjoy the conversation. I enjoy, um, I enjoy what she's talking about. So, uh, I'd like to do what she's doing, but she's done the training and, you know, got certified to take care of it. So, so it's weird to me who loves it so much to hear her say I'm nervous and, and, uh, I don't feel like I would be good, or maybe I'm not going to be good, or maybe I'm just not going to have the right answers, or I'm going to stumble. It's hard for me because I'm I'm such a let's do it right now. I don't even need the script. I'll just make it up. I'll get it done. I will. I will. You give me some topics, and I can just go. And it's not all making it up, you know. I've, I've like I said, there's that experience that I've got. I can use that. I try to understand. And if I don't know something, it's okay to say... I I understand it's okay to say, Hey, I really don't know the answer to that one. I think it might be this. But let's double check. Mostly because we all have Google on our phones. So there really is never a time where you should not know something. So that's something that I found a little bit difficult. It's because I had to to reach back into that, that husbandry. The course on husbandry I took, never. Where I've been taking, I'm still in the, in the beginning, 10 years later. That course on husbandry where it said, Hey, try to recognize when your spouse is actually asking for help. Or when they're just being humble. And when they're just venting to you about what they, what they are feeling right now. Cause that is so hard right now. Like I, I earlier podcast, I got brought it up, and it was, it was. I'm gonna. I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen. And I'm not hearing that as much. And that might be because I'm getting better at not trying to fix. It might be because she's. Uh, I've won the war of attrition with my boss, and uh, she just gave up and understands that I'm gonna do it anyway. I hope. I hope it's the former, right? I don't wanna. I don't want to force my way around a conversation. I want to be a part of it. But, I definitely understood that offering little tidbits that she might find helpful is going to be more productive than offering my experience, right? I have a lot of experience. That's cool. But I'm not not the same as anybody else, right? I'm super different. Um, I have a lot of... uh, ridiculous confidence and I don't know why. I do. I'm a pretty smart guy. (laughs) I am. I I, I do. I I read a lot. I like to read things. I like to know why things work. I like to dig in deep and understand the nitty gritty. I love it all. I think most guys do. We love random facts. That's why football's still popular. uh, Because you just sit there and listen to random facts for three hours straight. The only thing that breaks up the random facts is the three seconds when they hike the ball to when they catch the ball. That's it. Everything else is just random facts. Thank you, John Madden. So, I guess that's just being a guy. But, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for her because I want her to get that confidence. I want her to get this under her belt, really. I mean, I wish it happened next week. That's how much I do. It's a it's a ways away, but I wish it was next week so that she could. I know, cause I know she's gonna kill it. And she's gonna be great. She's gonna be fine. She's gonna mispronounce something and think it's the end of the world, but that's okay. And I'm excited to hear her do it. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that I can find a sitter, or yeah, it's gotta be I yeah, find a sitter because the kids will be all around her and jumping on her if she's doing her presentation. So I'm hoping we can find a sitter. Uh, we've been using the grandparents quite a bit. I mean, I think they might be. We might be losing or winning that war of attrition too. But that's not a good one to win. We want them to be happy and excited and, and motivated when the kiddos come over, and not not dreading or or disappointed or. You know, I know they love them, but even you know you need a break sometimes. So I don't want to break. I don't want to break the grandparents. They are vital in the uh, rearing and. Uh, sanity of my marriage so kudos to you guys thanks uh, thanks, there Nana and Grandpa if you're ever listening so I mean this is a short podcast but now I don't feel like talking anymore because I don't have a topic and I feel ill prepared and my throat's a little dry so thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out not really a fun one, not really a topic. It really is rambling. But uh yeah. I'll talk to everybody later. Hopefully I won't fall asleep on the way home. Alright. Um oh yeah, my wife asked me, uh the boss asked me if I if we had a family motto or and I said, uh I spouted off some Latin from some coin <laughs> that I'm sure I have, some army coin. And then I was like, um, I guess really the the most Common thing that we say is laugh, learn, and love God. And so, I think that's what um, I think that's our motto. I think that's our family motto is to laugh, to learn, and to love God. So that's what I'll start saying at the end of the uh, end of the old podcast is uh, do your thing, laugh, learn, love God. All right. See you later, alligator.